This week, we're taking a closer look at IPOs. This is The Markets. Hi, it's Sam Grobart. Today, I'm here with Lizzie Reed from our investment banking business. Lizzie and her team surveyed large investors to find out what they think about the trajectory of the economy and what it means specifically for equity capital markets. Lizzie, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. I was hoping you might be able to bring us up to speed. I know you're deep into equity capital markets, but for those of us who aren't, where have we been and where are we right now? So some context, right? I think in 2021, equity capital markets dominated the headlines, given the sheer amount of issuance on a global scale across the ECM product suite. I think obviously in 2022, we dominated headlines differently because of the, the big valuation reset that we were seeing, particularly in the back of an evolving macro environment. So you know, what has 2023 really set up? So 20 and 21, incredible robust backdrop and a tremendous amount of issuance. The last 12 to 18 months has been relatively inactive in terms of sheer notional amount of ECM product globally put into the market. What do you mean when you say notional? Dollars priced to the market, dollars raised. Okay. But that's 2021. You know, in 23, I would say we're seeing a very slow reopening, particularly of the IPO market. If you look at the amount of IPOs that were priced, particularly in the Americas region, over the month of September, it surpassed the total amount of IPO issuance for the first nine months of 2022, right? So we're starting to see a slow reopening of the IPO markets, and that's been a very constructive catalyst within the, the broader risk sentiment within the product. Help me understand this in perhaps real and practical terms. Eight months ago, how many conversations were you having about IPOs versus how many you're having today? So 22 was a very insular market. Companies were focused on their performance, managing their existing investors, operating through a very evolving macro backdrop, a rising rate interest environment. So it was a very different operating environment for companies in 22. I think in 2023, the shift that you're seeing is that corporates are doing quite well. And the investor community is doing quite well, right? So in 2022, they were right-sizing their positions. And now in 2023, they're a bit more offensive, right? So I guess the question you'd ask me, Sam, is what does that mean going forward after we've seen a, a flurry of activity in the past couple of weeks, particularly in the IPO product? I think these are all very important positive data points for the health of the IPO market, particularly as we head into Q4, where we're seeing a bit of volatility once again creep into the macro environment, but also sets up a very active 2024, assuming that the market stabilizes, that we have the continuation of clarity in terms of Fed action or global monetary bank policy. And that should be something that is quite exciting when we think about the opportunity set for both our corporate clients, but also for our investing clients. I want to ask you a little bit, on the side of the corporates, the companies, how are they approaching IPOs now? What are some of the key themes that you're seeing in today's market, and how might they be different than from previous markets? I think the mindset is a, a bit more pragmatic, a bit more disciplined, and I think that's reflective of the fact that, you know, we've had a very challenging macro backdrop the past month or so in this current, you know, rate environment, this current macro environment. So I think the, the one word I would use, and it's really how corporates are approaching it, it's how boards are approaching it, it's how investors are approaching it, really is very disciplined. So you and your team recently published an equity capital markets survey. Can you tell us a little bit about the survey, who participated, things like that? Absolutely. So on a biannual basis, we try to conduct a survey 
for investors within the equity markets who participate in the new issue space or, you know, the ECM space. Which is also like the IPO space. Correct. So any uh, type of equity issuance that is basically distributed to public investors. And the composition of the respondents range across hedge funds, mutual funds, family offices, sovereign wealth funds, pensions. The survey obviously touches on a number of topics. I just wanted to dig into a few of them with you. What are survey respondents saying about the possibility of a recession? Well, we speak a lot about the improving sentiment from the investor base over the course of this year. Uh, And a lot of that has been associated with the macro outlook. If we are to poll, right, the results from the polling basically is that 41% of the survey respondents are anticipating a soft landing and about 47% of the respondents still think there's uncertainty in the market. Let's let's go down one level here. What does that all say about their risk appetite? So like putting it all together, right? What is their risk appetite for equities and equity capital markets? Uh, of the respondents, north of 50%, so they have a high or very high risk appetite for the product. And the product is, in this case, things like IPOs, new equity issuances, yeah. things like that. Exactly. We're obviously right now in a high rate environment. All signals from the Fed are that that's going to go on for a while. How do capital markets adapt to that? If you take a big step back and think about the composition of equity capital markets as a product suite, there is high growth or unprofitable growth companies that come to market. There's also very mature highly profitable, EBITDA-driven, strong free cash flow generation type of company. So I actually think that the purview or the, the breadth of companies that use the product is very vast. So what does that really mean, right, when we're continuing to be in a high interest rate environment and we're still seeing kind of the market adapt to that? I think baseline, if you're a company and you are an A-plus management team, and you're performing well in terms of hitting your metrics, and you're growing, and you're profitable. You have ample access, right, to the equity capital markets. And the question is, is your timing right? It's about timing in the market, right? And so I actually would say that even though we've had a big shift in the macro environment since the beginning of 2022, you know, fundamentally, we've seen a lot of issuance in all different sectors, all different product types, all different, you know, use of proceeds priced very efficiently in the market. And so I, I think about it, it's more of a We're going to continue to navigate this market. At times, it's going to feel very window-based. At times, it's going to feel very open, right, and viable for all different types of companies. I don't think it's surprised anyone in the market what's happening in terms of how the Fed's been signaling. But we're not in a market, to be very clear or very direct, that's an all-clear market. It's not linear in its recovery. It's going to be two steps forward, one step back, one step sideways, step back, a step forward again. So I think we all have to be very nimble. But I do think that there will be pockets of time which it feels very constructive. You were talking a little bit about valuations earlier, and I just wanted to ask you about this. How are investors thinking about how companies are currently valued? Is -hmm. is it too little, too much, just right? It's a Goldilocks question, I guess. I love the question on valuation because I think it's super dynamic and very specific by industry and type of company. So you can look at the 2021 cohort of IPOs. And there's a tremendous amount of companies that were non-profitable that are really doing well, 
and their valuation has been reset lower and has actually spurred more investors to, instead of spending time just on their current portfolio, to say, my current portfolio is level set. Now it can be more offensive. You know, if you think a step back and talk about valuations in the IPO context, higher market volatility means wider IPO discounts, right? So you really have to have a discount which compels an investor to put that capital to work on an asset that, quite frankly, doesn't have a public track record. Right. I think as the market's found a bit more of an equilibrium, whether it's investor behavior and sentiment, whether it's the macro environment, whether it's the the quality of the company, I think that IPO discount continues to compress versus how wide it was in 2022. And over the course of 23, it's gotten more normalized. Lizzie, thanks for taking us through all this. This was awesome. Thank you so much, Sam, for the opportunity. That does it for another episode of The Markets. Be sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Sam Grobart. Thanks again for listening. The opinions and views expressed in this program are not necessarily the opinions of Goldman Sachs or its affiliates. This program should not be copied or published without the express written consent of Goldman Sachs. Each brand mentioned in this program is the property of the company to which it relates and is not used to imply any ownership or license rights. Goldman Sachs is not providing any financial, economic, legal, investment, accounting, or tax advice through this program. Neither Goldman Sachs nor any of its affiliates make any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of any information contained in this program. Our theme music was composed by Soundboard.